In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Jesus says in this Gospel, O faithless and perverse generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Uh, This verse is actually very interesting because when we read it in the Bible, we can think that Jesus is talking to the Father because this Father comes to Jesus and he wants his son to be healed, but his son wasn't healed by the disciples. And so we can think that Jesus is talking to this Father or to the crowd or to the people that were looking that he's saying, you perverse generation, you wicked generation. But actually, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Jesus is saying to his disciples, O faithless and perverse generation, how long am I to bear with you? How long am I to be with you? He's saying that to his own disciples, to his own group of people. The men that had been following him, the men that had been seeing all of these beautiful things, he's calling them perverse and wicked. That's what Jesus is doing. Now, why is he doing that? I think it's really for a main reason. It's because the disciples forgot that they needed God and they forgot that they needed to grow in their faith. I think it's very easy for us to fall on that as well. We forget that we need to grow in our faith. Think about it. If we've been praying the same for the past 20, 30 10 years, whatever it is, and there's no growth in my relationship with God, then I need to look at that verse and see that Jesus is probably saying the same thing to me. Why couldn't the disciples cast it out? He says, because of your little faith. And is my faith little? Or is my faith big and grand? We have to question ourselves. I love what St. Paul says. He says, to write the same things to you is not irksome to me, but it is safe for you. St. Paul is writing the same thing over and over again to the people. And he's saying, it doesn't bother me to say the same thing over and over to you because it's safe for you. Sometimes we come to Mass and we say, oh, I heard this homily already. I already know what he's talking about. I already understand this. That's a very prideful thought. Very prideful. When I come to Mass, I should be open to hear and to receive what God has for me. There was a priest once, uh, he preached the same homily for three Sundays in a row. Three Sundays in a row, he preached the same homily. Eventually, on that third Sunday, the people got irritated. They started to figure out this guy's preaching the same homily. So they went up to the priest and they said, Father, you've been preaching the same homily. This is the third Sunday. Why are you preaching the same homily? And he said to them, When you start living it, I will stop preaching it. When you start living it, I will stop preaching it. My brothers and sisters, sometimes we come to Mass and we hear the same things because we haven't started living it. We haven't received it in our hearts. We haven't truly taken it in. When St. Paul says that I write these same things to you because it's safe for you, God always has something new for us especially when we open up the scriptures. You know, some people say, oh, Buna, I read the whole Bible three times, I'm good. But that's not a right approach to faith. Read the Bible 20 times, read the Bible 2,000 times. There's always going to be something new that God wants to give. Because the Lord himself says, I make all things new. That means when I come to the Lord, 
He's not just going to give me old things, but there's always something new God is trying to give me for my own growth, for my own relationship with him. I went on Kairos, I remember it was my senior year of high school at St. Mary's, and we went to Kairos together, and so everybody just went. You know, we all went as a class, and you were kind of forced to go, and so everybody went together. And I remember when I signed up for the retreat, I said, I don't need this retreat. I go to church on Sundays, you know, I'm Catholic, uh, my family goes to church, I don't really need to go on this Kairos retreat. You know, Kairos is for the potheads and and the kids that come from crazy families and broken families, and, and I'm good, I'm good. And I remember even going on the retreat with that mindset, and we were standing there, and they asked us, why are you here? And I'm not going to reveal anything, okay? I know you can't say what happens on Kairos, so... But I remember even thinking of that question, even when they were asking that question, why are you here? I knew I didn't need to be there. In my heart, I was like, I don't don't need to be there. I don't need this. At the end of that retreat, God slapped me so many times. And he revealed to me that I needed that retreat more than anybody else. And honestly, if it wasn't for that retreat, I would not be a priest. That's how crazy that retreat was for me. And so it's a very dangerous place to be when we think that we're good in our faith. When we think that we've done what we need to do, we've done enough, and we just become complacent, and we just sit, and we just wait. There's always more. There's always more that God wants to give. There's always more that God wants to reveal. And that growth is real. And my brothers and sisters, it has to happen. It has to. There's a staircase to heaven. And we don't just take that staircase with an elevator, right? St. Therese talks about that, and that can happen at times. But it takes hard work, perseverance, trust in God in order to reach that glorious kingdom. It's step by step. We don't skip steps. We don't fly to the top. It takes growth and it takes real effort in order to do that. And trust in God, dependence on God. I just want to close with this. Jesus says a very important line at the end of the gospel. When he tells them, not only because of their little faith, but he tells them, this kind, the reason why this man could not be healed, is because this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Us as a community, we're very good during Lent at praying and fasting, right? We love to post it on our Instagrams, make group chats, and do it with our friends. But then after those 50 days or 40 days, it's like we're done. Praying and fasting is done. It's, it's not important anymore. But Jesus himself says, this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Real growth comes from an intimate relationship with God through prayer and by giving up so many things that are distracting us from God. That's where it starts. Now, there's so many other ways we can grow in our relationship, right? Reading scripture, looking up Bible studies. We waste so much time online where we could be putting that time to good use. There's so much good content that we can learn and see and so many different things that our diocese offers. So many parishes, ECRC, so many different organizations that are teaching us about the faith that are teaching us how to truly grow in our relationship with God. We just have to accept it. We have to be humble and recognize that I need to grow. 
I need this. I need God. I need to increase my faith. That's what the Lord wants. And just with this, there's so many things happening this month, right, in order to really pray against all of the evil of abortion. But there's a very important truth. We can stand outside of abortion clinics. We can go and vote. We can go and make people aware. But if I don't pray and I don't love, it means nothing. Jesus and St. Paul are very clear about that. St. Paul says, if I give my body to be burned, but I don't have love, it means nothing. Love increases our faith. Love takes us to a greater depth of faith. That's what I need. And so let's rejoice today in what God is doing. But the question is, is God rejoicing over you? Is he really looking at you and rejoicing and saying, this is my son, this is my daughter who has real living faith? Or is he saying, oh perverse and wicked generation, how long am I to bear with you? Let's allow the Lord to rejoice in us and to really grow in our love and in our faith. Amen.